Johnson's bumbling persona is a carefully calibrated act. Take his hair. Multiple people have said he actually messes it up on purpose. A BBC producer tweeted that he'd always ruffle it right before the camera started rolling, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it? He's been on TV hundreds of times, and he always looks like a mess. What were the chances that before every one of those appearances, he combed, gelled, and carefully parted his hair, only to then be hit in the face by a goose right as they started filming? No, he looks like that because he wants to. Yep, that's a good point. So before they do the interview, he messes up his hair. That's his brand. Interesting. Right. I'm looking up at the television. Trump ramps up racist attacks, so we just declare things racist now, regularly, just like we declare people liars regularly, and this degenerates into you can't have a conversation. Uh, I guess over time, everybody's a racist and yeah. or a liar, and, and you hear it so often and you hear it falsely used so often that it no longer has any impact, even if it actually was racist or a lie. Well, right. And the Elijah Cummings tweets in particular, and we're not going to talk about this no. much, trust me. No. They are so clearly defensible as not racist. Provocative, yes. Rude, yes. Designed to get attention, yes. And ruffle feathers, of course. But there's so clearly a case to be made that, no, it's just harsh criticism of a harsh critic. That the fact that the media just calls it the race, the latest racist tweets by the president, that shows we've we've reached a, a, a really troubling point in God, our exchange of information. I mean, it's a strange, strange time. Um, ben Shapiro out with a tweet on this topic. One, Trump doesn't have a serious plan for Baltimore. Two, Trump rips his opponents with whatever club is available. Three, Baltimore is indeed a horribly run city with terrible problems, including rat infestation and poverty and crime. Correct. Four, saying three is not racist. Right. Um, And uh, so MSNBC and CNN have been running with this story for three days. I just like this text. I wish CNN would get back to looking for that freaking airliner. (laughs) I agree. I liked it better when they were still looking for that. That's good. So to finish up the conversation about uh, the worst generation, baby boomers. Oh, no need to be so uh, nasty. It it fits your 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 saying perfectly. Which one? I have so many. The Takes hard one to no one. The hard times. Oh yeah, yeah. Hard times make for strong people. Strong people make good times. Good times make soft people. Right. So you got and the, soft people then make for hard times. Yeah. Which is that? What that's what we're working on right now. It's the same. Of life. That's what we're all working on right or now. Something or history. And so you got the the, the <clears throat> Depression era people, and they fought World War II and buckled down, and then they and then they had a bunch of kids who, who grew up in a prosperous, safe world and just partied it up. And uh, so there's some stats out today from the Insured Retirement Institute, a trade body for the annuity industry. Boomer expectations for retirement. With some troubling numbers, 11% of baby boomers have a half million dollars at least saved for retirement. The remainder don't have less than that. You probably need more than that to have the kind of retirement you want. If, you know, if your husband and wife and you're planning on living for 25 years. All I want to do is play golf every day on my yacht. A six-acre yacht. That's so much. I deserve a dignified retirement. What I'm going to do is buy a surplus aircraft carrier, have it sodded, 
create several holes. You know, it need not be 18. Okay, 12 you, or 15 would do. Play nine twice or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Different tees, different sets oh, of tees. Right. While my ship uh, sailed to various uh, ports uh, filled with bikini-clad beauties. You will be sotted on your sodded aircraft my, carrier. My needs are few and simple. <laughs> uh, half of baby boomers have zero retirement savings. And this is people ages 56 to 72. Have Uh-oh. zero. Half have Uh-oh. zero. If you're 22, you got no retirement savings. I'm not that worried about you. You're 40. 56 and nothing? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Um, here are seven things, uh, the seven deadly sins of retirement planning that the baby boomers did. Not, not saving enough or anything. According to the survey, an astonishing 23% of baby boomers have no retirement savings and never did. <laughs> never had any. Um, Number two, deadly sin, draining your retirement savings at some point. 17% did save for retirement once, but then spent the money either in desperation or carelessness or maybe both. Number three, it, it, you, know, you can have both. We talked about the uh, the medical emergency. You also can decide, oh, that house is for sale. We really want it. I mean, it happens too. Or, or, or more often, it's a systematic house, car, vacation lifestyle, clothes, excess. Uh, number three, not calculating a retirement savings goal. That's a lot harder to save for retirement. If you haven't at first least tried to work out how much that's supposed to be. 25% of boomers do not have a financial advisor. 25% of those who do have a financial advisor still haven't set a target yet. So, Underestimating health costs, that's uh, a problem. Here's a number that we all need to know. A 2018 analysis estimated that a healthy couple in their mid-60s should budget between a third and a half million dollars for the health care expenses for the rest of their life. Ooh, that's even bigger than the numbers I'd heard previously. So if you're in your mid-60s, oh. you should have three hundred to $500,000 just for health care expenses, oh, including boy. supplementary insurance, co-pays, and other out-of-pocket expenses. Um, that's a lot of money you got to have just for that. Now, I, I think that whole system is going to be different by the time I retired, for better or worse. I suspect so, yeah. Um, yeah. And again, for better or worse. I have no idea. I, I would guess for worse. It depends on who you ask. Yeah, if you ask me at the time, because it's probably we're probably by then going to be a government single-payer health care, and so I won't technically be spending any. I won't right. be earning any money, so I won't be paying taxes. But everybody that's out there paying taxes is going to pay a hell of a lot more taxes. Mm. And the health care is going to get crappier. A lot crappier. Number four, a deadly sin for retiring and underestimate. Oh, I did that one. Number five, ignoring long-term costs. 70% of those in their mid-60s are going to need some sort of long-term care, which averages 89000 a year. Jeez, that seems like a lot. Yeah, I know. It's insane. We have managed to prolong life to the point where it's incredibly expensive just to stay alive. About half of those, when asked, who's going to pay that $89,000 a year for your long-term care? About half say Medicare. Folks, says this article, Medicare doesn't pay for long-term care, not a nickel. Other than that, it's a great plan. Yeah. Wow, this is depressing. Is that your aim? Are you trying to depress us? What's the matter with you? Plan a Who he. invited this guy to the party? Plan a he. <laughs> My favorite sign. Um... What are some more of the deadly sins? Get to know, fornication. I, I don't know. You, you just said it was depressing and you're right. I don't know. Do we? What's the point? Just go through them quick. 
Uh, number five, ignoring long-term care costs. Oh, I did that one. Why do I keep doing the same one I, over I, and over I again? I don't know. That's one of the deadly sins of radio, though. I wish you'd stop. <laughs> Is it repeating also oneself. a symptom of something? You keep doing it over and over again? <laughs> yeah, hello. Same reason I bought two shirts. Exact same shirt twice in two weeks. Uh, mishandling your retirement date? Uh, um, uh, blah, blah, Soon blah. as the aircraft carrier's ready. And number seven, not setting your affairs in order. Possibly the most astonishing revelation in the survey is buried in the footnotes. About two-thirds of boomers have taken no steps to protect themselves if they suffer diminished capacity or dementia. Uh, they haven't sorted out a power of attorney, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Setting yourself up if you know a tragedy hits. Yeah. Yep. But by 56 to 72, you would think most people have. Two-thirds have not. That includes a lot of people in their 60s and 70s. You're in your 60s and 70s, and you still haven't gotten around to... Well, you haven't saved any money, so coming up with three, $400 from some attorney to draw up your trust and all those documents, it seems out of reach. So you just pretend it's... And we all do this on some stuff, don't we? Whether it's something we ought to clean or some exam we ought to get or whatever, you just kind of put it out of your head because it makes you uncomfortable. So people just put it off, and they put it yeah. off. Try I just, not to do that. I signed up for more life insurance. Um, my insur- my life insurance that I had uh, had gotten a long time ago, it ran out like right in the midst of my uh, cancer thing, and you can't re up it at that mm, point, right? And uh, and so and then you got to wait a number of years afterwards before you can sign up. So I'm outside that window. So I finally get to get more life insurance with you know a wife that stays home and a couple of small kids, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about this. And so the person came to my house on Friday and took my blood and weighed me and all that sort of stuff. My blood pressure is fantastic. I look, I'm looking good. Stop I just, bragging. But I just want to get this signed. I just, yeah. For some reason, I never have thought about it before. But ever since I started this process, once I hit the window where I could sign up for more, um, now, was, now it's just like every moment I think, I'm going to drop dead for a heart attack. Give me, give me those papers. On extra alert for falling yeah. grand pianos. Yeah, or... exactly. All of a sudden, I just think, you know. I'm sorry, I got a safe's going to fall out of a window on my head. <laughs> I gotta, it's not something I ever worried about before. I got an answer text. Your wife just texted and said, "Wait till he signs, then do it." <laughs> hang on a second. Okay, I didn't mention to her you can't it. murder me. I don't think she can murder me. I think she can. Oh, she can. Uh, this I didn't know. Only if she gets away with it. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> I didn't know this. You can commit suicide. You have to wait two years. But after two years, you can Is commit suicide. Yeah. Oh, you so know. you just can't do the sign up immediately. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, well, I wasn't planning on it anyway, but I always had heard as just an urban legend that you didn't get life insurance. But obviously that'd be unfair to mentally ill people who, you know, you get super depressed. It's not your fault. It's a, it's a, it's a physical illness. And, right. It yeah. is. Absolutely. It's a yeah. neurological thing. Your yeah. family shouldn't be denied. Insur- yeah. So yeah. whatever. I would probably leap off my golf craft carrier <laughs> to kill myself just into the sea. You fellas finished the round. I've had enough. Into the sea I go. <laughs> you shank one and you thought, that's it. That's it. This stupid game. Ah, I break my club over the knee. Over the side <laughs> I go. Oh, Joe. This stupid game. Too late. Too um, late. They've got a grasshopper invasion going on in Vegas we'll talk about later. Well, like, read the New Old Testament. Yeah, <laughs> it's right there in the Old Testament. Jeez. Right. And much more to come. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow. 
So basically, if you see a 10 people police officer pulling you over, it may not be a bad thing. If an officer sees someone following traffic laws correctly, related to bicycles and pedestrians, they can pull you over, but instead of citation, you'll get a free drink coupon. Good for either a cold drink or a hot beverage at Circle K. They're kicking off the campaign this morning at 8 a.m. So okay. if you see That's, police lights in your where, rear Where is near, that? Since we're on Tempe. all... Tempe, Arizona. Okay, we're yeah. on all over the country. I don't want anybody to think that that's happening locally where you're listening, that the police are going to pull you over to tell you, hey, you're doing a good job. I love it. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> you got to catch people doing something thanks right. Thanks for that. Had a heart attack. I soiled my pants. I said an MF bomb. <laughs> what the hell did... What the hell? Great, now I'm late. <laughs> but I get a free drink coupon. Hey, you so. drove my blood pressure up to 190 over 188, but I get a free drink. <laughs> Fantastic idea. Make oh. mine the iced tea with just a little squirt of lemonade in there. Boy, that's a refreshing drink. They call it the Arnold Palmer. <laughs> what promotions got the no, if that's the one they all agreed to, that yeah. yes, this is a good idea? <laughs> oh, boy. How about we hit everybody with a stun gun to say, we're stunned you're such a good driver. <laughs> Anybody like that? <laughs> Wait a minute. How about this? We take out a nightstick and swing it, but at the end of it is a gift certificate. You don't actually... Do we hit them? No, you don't actually hit them with it. I know. You pretend you're going to hit them. We put a ski mask on and sneak into their homes at night. <laughs> we pull off our ski mask saying we're actually the police. Here's a free pizza. <laughs> Ah, uh, no. I, you know what? I get it. I love the feel of it. Ah, I funny. actually love Tempe. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, I, I get it. I get it. And uh, uh, heroic cops ended the killings in Gilroy, California at the a huge, enorm- you hear garlic festival, you think, what is that if you live around the country? It's an enormous festival. It's like any other festival. It has an excuse. And they serve a couple of wacky foods that kind of coincide with the theme, but it's a chance for everybody to go out on summer night and have a big time and the rest of it. But so this stupid, angry coward decided his stupid, angry problems were important, and he got to hurt people, and, he, and, and, and indeed three people are dead and a number of injured, and it's tragic, and there's very little to say about it at this point. But I, I do want to observe one thing. We work in the midst of a number of radio stations in a big newsroom. And just overhearing the idle chatter in the newsroom about the nameless, faceless, never-to-be-discussed piece of human crap who's now dead as hell because the cops are going to shoot the blank out of you, you stupid cowards. You're going to die. You're going to poo yourself, and you're going to bleed to death in the dirt. That's your fate. You're not a hero. You're not an anti-hero. You're a piece of crap. Anyway, here are people out in the newsroom with the, yeah, he's, and the only reason I'm bringing up any of this is to talk about people's headspace. They said, yeah, he said something about, you know, paving over open spaces. They're very concerned that he might be like a lefty, an environmentalist type. And then the other person said, but no, no, he posted something about white supremacy. He is a white supremacist because they were so desperate to, to think he was the right kind of bad guy. He wasn't the wrong kind of bad guy. And so I was curious, and I looked into it, and virtually everything they said is wrong. And this is in a newsroom. The misreporting, the need to fulfill some sort of narrative or another, it just makes me nuts. The way we deal with this stuff, it couldn't be less healthy. 
I think. And, and of course, the making of an anti-hero and exciting character of the shooter. We have gone on the record and will for the rest of our days as that causes more shootings. Having said that, that's the end. I have nothing further to say on that topic. I will tell you this. American Indian headdresses banned at music festivals. Evidently, it's the new thing for hot chicks wearing practically nothing at music festivals, posting pictures of their butts mm. on Instagram and or their firm, firm breastuses to be wearing a big Indian headdress. Why does that sound so hot? I've never even seen one of those pictures. It sounds hot. <laughs> You're not wrong. We've always said he, that. Oh, my God. Listen to the racism. We've always said attractive women in hats or something about hats for women. That's Cowboy just, I think hat. it's attractive women. I think we nailed it. You think that's it? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. There's a commonality here. Construction helmet, ball cap, forward or backward or sideways. Cowboy hat, give me a break. Yeah, please, please. I ho silver. Um, but evidently, that's uh, it's obviously cultural appropriation and a hundred kinds of rude and something or other. So you're not allowed to do it. And the people who uh, who issued the notice that you're not allowed to do it. Actually, the notice offended activists because it wasn't woke enough about mm. why you shouldn't do it as these people, uh, uh, you know, run around like a dog chasing its tail. Maybe awesome. a little more on that to come, but uh, don't wear no Indian headdresses. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, much ado about Mueller. New poll numbers are out and a very important day in G2020 campaign death pool update. Yes. Oh, is somebody getting out? out? Debate tomorrow night and Wednesday. Armstrong and Getty. My seven-year-old discovered the song and Devil Went Down to Georgia and is obsessed oh, with it now. <laughs> yes. Just loves that song. Does everybody yes. know that song? Isn't it? Oh, I think so. Anybody who doesn't, uh, how can we communicate with them? It's quite They're from the, elsewhere. It's, it's quite the, the story. The banjo contest? Fiddle contest. Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle contest, yes, yeah. yes. I'll bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. Bow, bow, bow. Fiddle of gold, you say? Yeah. Which wouldn't be that resonant. And heavy. Good Lord, heavy. Maybe you could melt it down for its worth, but as far as a musical instrument, it wouldn't be that handy. Anyway, my seven-year-old's obsessed with that song. I don't know why. I just really, really loved it. There's a, uh, there's a guitar version of that, too. Isn't there like a metal version of it? I think my oh, son there? played that Probably. for me at one point. Yeah. Probably. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, after all the sound and fury, a new ABC News Ipsos poll has shown that there is still a near-perfect divide on impeachment amongst voters following Robert Mueller's testimony this week. In fact, how, nearly, uh, how, how was there, what's the uh, divide on unicorn rides, free unicorn rides, or the coming of the spaceship Blalgatron <laughs> to save us all and take us to Jupiter? Because those things are as likely as impeachment. It's not going to happen. So it's exactly yeah. what we suspected would right. happen, and it's just because what was the most obvious, half of people didn't change their mind at all. A quarter are more likely to impeach, a quarter are less likely to impeach, Indeed. and those are people that were already leaning that direction ahead of time, I would assume. So it it did nothing but make people go even further into their bunker, which is amazing. Now, my favorite Sunday show has become Howard Kurtz's show on Fox called Media Matters, where he takes a look at the media and various things. Right. Is that what it's called? Media Buzz? Media Buzz, you're right. Yeah. Media Buzz. He pointed out a couple of things I thought was interesting. Both the Washington Post and the New York Times, the day after the Mueller hearings, 
had articles with reporters talking about how it was well known that Mueller was not really running the show and had really slipped a lot um, in terms of his cognitive abilities and stuff like that. Hmm. And and Howard Kurtz said, how do these stories come out the day after? It certainly looks like it was an open secret in Washington, D.C. that Mueller was out of it, not running the show. And the Washington Post and New York Times, at least, sat on these stories until there was no reason not to. Right. I mean, how else would you interpret that? It was an open secret that he was not running the thing and was not up to doing the job. And everybody kept that quiet mm. when it served them. So that well, stinks. The the natural follow-up question was, okay, who is his second in command or second and third in command? Who are they? Are they the paragons of virtue right. and even-handedness sure, that's that Robert course. Mueller was portrayed as? For months and months and months, for years. My guess would be no. That's um, why you stick with the figurehead of Robert Mueller, because, yeah. because he had that gravitas. But that's something that it was known in the press corps what was actually going on, and they sat on it. He also pointed out, and Howard Kurtz might be butthurt, to get back to a phrase we discussed <laughs> earlier in the show, mm. he did get fired by the Washington Post years ago because he was a media critic for the Washington Post for a very long time. But he said the Washington Post fact-checked the Republicans from the hearing, but did not fact-check Democrats. That's fair. Of course. How do you justify that? You know, it's, it's, it's you know, the, uh, chucking another bucket into the ocean of my belief that the media is wildly, unashamedly on. biased. You're not but... even trying. Right. Our side so clearly is beyond reproach. We don't even need to do fact-checks. Wow. Now, ahead of this week's Democratic debates, the next round, we've got Democratic presidential hopeful Kamala Harris unveiling her new health care plan. Harris' Medicare for All plan would keep private insurance coverage in the mix of a government-run health care system. The California senator would eliminate health care coverage that is sponsored by private employers, which tens of millions of Americans currently have. Harris' plan would be phased in over 10 years. Costs would be offset with new taxes on stock and bond trading. Harris and 19 other Democratic candidates are going to be taking part in the second round of the presidential debates. That'll be tomorrow and Wednesday nights. New York Times had an article over the weekend. I wish I had the headline in front of me because the way they worded it was pretty good. But it was it was basically saying that Kamala Harris is uh, pretty pretty squishy. She, uh, she's, Physically? She, she, her positions. Um, people people tend to like her, but she's really squishy. She comes up whatever she's going to come up with whenever it's necessary in front of whatever crowd. Right, which you know, describes m- most politicians to Many, yeah. a greater or lesser extent. But is she so calculated as to come off as Hillary-esque once we get a serious look at her? That is something you have to uh, worry about. Um, Jack, check Primus's version of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Mm. Well, that's perfect. The way my son loves the metal and the punk rock. Oh, yeah. That song done by Primus will be perfect for him. Yeah, oh. but the mellow, soothing voice of Les Claypool. Those oh. who know, know how funny that is. Oh, and speaking of taxes <laughs> yeah. and this and that, yeah. uh, uh, IRS sending out letters to people who have been big in your cryptocurrencies that, hey, you make money on your uh, Bitcoin, you still have to pay taxes. Just reminding you. I don't know how you'd nail down how much money anybody I, I was, made yeah, in the dark just, net with Bitcoin. Right, I was just going to say, how's the IRS tracking? I, I mean, don't know. Because I, don't have all... a, I don't have a dark web right. uh, receipt for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friends, it is now... Now... There. 
time for a very important Armstrong and Getty Democratic campaign death pool update. Oh, boy. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker will be sticking around in the presidential campaign trail. The Democrat says Why? <laughs> The Democrat says he met the qualifications for the September and October Democratic presidential debate. He got at least 130,000 donors and hit at least 2% in several recent polls. So, anyway, he so he's is, up to 2%. Congratulations. Yes. He is going to be sticking around. Now, I checked. I don't think any of the Armstrong and Getty immediate family have Cory Booker in their uh, in their No, I, that would have been really sticking your neck uh, out no, at the time. I, yeah. I would have never guessed that he was going to fall as flat as he has. Right. How heavily was he touted oh, by the very, mainstream media yeah. when he announced? A lot of it because he's in their backyard. Right. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, I do know of a number of people who are playing at home. And so I like to refer, I like to have this information for any of you who are, uh, have your own groups who are looking at who you think is going to drop out first. Andrew Yang polls higher than Cory Booker, uh, Beto, and one other year heavyweights. Mm. There's several people that well, were, were touted as being big deals. heavyweights, yeah. And right. just doesn't, doesn't work. Here's your Cory Booker prediction, though. He's desperate. He must catch on soon or he's doomed. Right. So he will go savagely at Biden, at Harris, at Bernie. He will be like a crazed Wolverine. He'll be slashing and snapping at anybody within his reach. I predict utter chaos. He should swing for the fences, I would think. This is what he does. He says something really nasty about Biden in Spanish. And then says, you don't even know what I said, do you? Because you don't speak Spanish. You don't care enough to speak Spanish. No I just bueno. called you a racist in Spanish. No bueno. <laughs> hey, one last note. Desperate for workers, aging Japanese are turning to robots for their health care. The L.A. Times reporting that faced with a shrinking younger workforce, there are not enough people to fill more remedial jobs. So companies in Japan have been developing robots to target and help the elderly. They've been doing this like mad. Panasonic. They'll, they'll end up eating the elderly. That's what'll happen. Panasonic. The robots will eat the old. Panasonic. You heard it here first. <laughs> Panasonic makes a robotic bed that trans, uh, transforms into a wheelchair. Sony's got a robot puppy and a no- number of other care robo animals that provide therapy for loneliness and uh that's the uh, way i want to go out with a robot puppy at my side (laughs) oh boy and dementia (laughs) and there is a uh, robot a four and a half foot tall robot called pepper and apparently there are like 1600 of these now around uh, the healthcare facilities in japan i've seen pepper i'm hip to pepper yeah pepper is apparently able to interact with people answer their questions give them guidance so more and more robots are being moved into healthcare in Japan. You know the the robot thing. I'd like to know a little more about it, but it can be a useful monitoring slash alarm slash reminder device right. for oldsters. It's like a, a mobile smartphone that also can you know make sure everything's all right to right. some extent. I, I find the whole topic depressing, but um, we'll see. The whole Transformers bed into a wheelchair, into a jet plane to fight the Voltrons or whatever. (laughs) I don't know about that. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
Well, that's one of the reasons uh, both parties are involved in letting as many people sneak across the border as possible, because they don't want to be like Japan. Japan's dying as a society. Mm. It's aging. Nobody's having babies. The numbers are shocking. Right. It's Global Tiger Day. We figured out who makes up these national holidays, who makes up the global holidays. Another Same thing, I think. Another different website that charges yeah. you $250? Either way. Yeah. It's Global Tiger Day, but it's 250. worth... $250, you can't get squat for that. They're getting wor- much more. It's worth taking a look at these numbers, which are not good. You want them to put the word global in there, that's an extra 150 You know how many tigers there are in the whole dang world? 30. 3,890, that's not very many. No, bunch it of isn't. them are in Texas. <laughs> Uh, Russia has the most. No, no, I'm sorry. India has the most. Liar. Uh, but China has seven tigers, where wow, tigers used wow. to be plentiful because they moronically kill them for boner pills or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever stupid thing they're doing. Yeah. Estimated there could be uh, between two and 5,000 tigers living in, uh, in Texas. Why? What? In uh, captivity. Rich people oh, with, yeah. yeah, yeah, not wild. But. These are your wild tigers, yeah. Russia's got 400, Indonesia's got 300, Nepal's got 198. You get down to these small numbers. China has seven, Vietnam has five. Detroit has 24 on their roster. Laos has two tigers. Got two tigers. They're right over there. God damn it. There's the, oh, there's one of the few remaining <laughs> tigers, tigers yeah. in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thinks he's in California, but. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's confusing times. So this is Primus. Well, this is just kind of a remake, huh? If you care Guess so. Take it there, make a bet with, with funny voices. Is that Mr. T? Apparently there's a claymation video that goes with it. So there you go. Um, so here's good news. Megan Rapinoe has uh, scored a deal for a book. Uh, she's going to write two books. About social justice. Is that the soccer night? player girl? The, the annoying soccer player girl? Yes. The highly annoying soccer player. I don't find her annoying. I find her heroic. I find her endlessly annoying. Oh, boy. Two oh, books. Boy. That should be yeah, plenty. Two should cover it. I don't want to hear from athletes really ever. Oh, my God. Part. Shut up and play your sport. Racism. More racism. Oh, no, wait. She's white. It's She's a white Redding California LGBTQ phobia. Clearly supremacism phobia racism oh speaking of different cultures got this nice note from uh, ted greetings from the kingdom of tonga positive sean if you'd be so kind as to google tonga and find me two or three fascinating wikipedia facts about the kingdom of tonga dear jack and joe you already have a polynesian show uh-huh Oh, I enjoy love. Okay. We recently, oh, he, he enjoyed your story about the encounter with the lifeguard and the zillion rules at the right. local pool. That's just, you can't believe how many rules and how picky they are. <clears throat> we recently located our family from the Bay Area of California to Tonga. 
The biggest culture shock has been the adjustment in parenting. Our kids play every day until well after dark with the neighborhood kids. There are no rules. One day I looked outside to see our seven-year-old starting a fire outside a designated fire enclosure. He came inside with a mild burn. He learned a valuable lesson about fire that day. Kids ride motorcycles and ATVs, climb high on trees to get coconuts, carry around machetes, and walk to the store to buy things for the families. No helmets anywhere. When we arrived, our kids frantically looked for seat belts in the van. Driver looked back and told them, no one uses seat belts in Tonga. The kids are overt, overly physical with each other. We're volunteering in school, and in class, kids will punch each other with vigor. Girls will punch boys, vice versa. In one class, I observed they were playing an educational version of musical chairs. Two kids of unequal size went for the same chair, and the little kid went headfirst into a wall. In the U.S., straight to concussion protocol. Dark room for a month. Teacher suspended. And that game is banned. Here, everyone laughed and moved on. That was their physics lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping this experience will inoculate one uh, our four sons to many of the ailments of affluence. Time will tell. Yeah, um, that's not far off of what it was like a lot of places I lived when I was a kid. Kids going to the store to buy stuff. Oh, yeah. I rode my bike for a couple of miles to the country store, we called it, when I was six years old. And living in rural areas, people just riding mini bikes or whatever (laughs) all over the place whenever they wanted. Tonga is an archipelago of 169 islands, of which 36 are inhabited. Uh, On the machete thing, every boy I knew had a pocket knife and access to a gun. And nobody died or got hurt. It did happen. You do have more accidents when you live that way. But maybe you have uh, 100% less going crazy from anxiety. Right. And then stupid angry cowards who decide to shoot people. Uh, He does mention that China is exerting more and more influence in that part of the world. China! Really pushing out their uh, sphere of influence. That's the, what is it called, Silken Road Project or whatever? Yeah, the the Hub and Spoke or uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy. or I can't remember what it's called, but the point is they're trying to take over. Pork and noodles. Damn communists. (laughs) The coastline of their islands is 260 miles in length. Hmm. It's not very long. You got dozens and dozens of islands with only 260 miles of coast? They're, they're small islands, apparently. I'm ganked. What's their uh, primary exporter? Something like that. Anything? I'll have to look for that. <laughs> and now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, and the other guys, too. Ooh, she was wearing an Indian headdress. Uh-uh. Here's your host, Joe Getty. That's not cool. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips, final thought? I was just sitting here thinking I'm gearing up for the big debates tomorrow night and Wednesday night. This, for me, requires long nappage in the afternoon so that I can stay up to watch the actual debates. So this requires a day or two of preparation. I know I'm weird, but I'm looking forward to them. Yep. Is Swalwell still in? No, he's my, not. No. What? Michelangelo, they're in the control room. Final thought. Okay, I'm going to look in my closet and find my old Atari and get good at gaming. If this kid can win six, uh, $3 million, maybe <laughs> I can win $500 playing Donkey Kong or something. 
Possible. Positive, Sean. A final thought? Well, video game revenue in 2018 reached $43.8 billion. That's besting the global box office for movies, which was $41.7 billion. And it just crushes the, the, the amount of money music makes from various streaming services wow. and, and stuff and like that. And there's way more talk about music and movies. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? So they did a poll of people. Are we ready to defend ourselves from foreign interference in the 2020 election? And well over half say not so confident or not confident at all that Mm. our government is ready to defend ourselves in our election against foreign interference. Well, you can't accuse us of complacency. Anyway. Uh, my final thought is, yeah, American Indian headdresses, the war bonnets, they're called, have been banned from various music festivals, cultural appropriation, etc. Listen, I realize your intentions are good, but you're going to get my deerskin trousers when you pry them from my sweaty, hot, odd-smelling thighs. You'll have to pry them because they're practically glued <laughs> on there. I got the fringe on each leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. They tend to shrink a little in the sun, too. Makes it even worse. Well, they shrank. You did not. So many people. Thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The articles we referred to, the videos, etc. We've got them linked for you. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you had an opinion or there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Y'all are great at that. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll try to do better tomorrow, mm. I guess. I was just, you know. Mm. Not everything's an A+. Mm. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? I just don't pay attention to this crap. Armstrong and Getty.